welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week we're back to talk about the Pan American Championships for the Brazilian women's team in U.S. Junior Tiana Semenesikera, along with the U.S. Juniors, absolutely dominated. So we gush over them, as well as rising Argentina star Isabella Ajala and some of the rising Brazilian juniors. We also share our thoughts on the U.S. women's senior team's performance and what the outlook is for them in the future. So stay tuned. But before we get to that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, DFP, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, and Derek H. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. And of course, if you enjoy this podcast and you want to help keep us going, we have a link to our Patreon in the show notes down below pretty much all of our episodes. So that way you can see how much each tier level costs and then also what the perks are of each of those tier levels. So it ranges anywhere from $1 a month, $5 a month. And like we said, the costs help us with any show costs that we have with like equipment and editing software and all of that. But also, we use any leftover funds that we have to contribute to our travel fund for future meets. So if that's something that you're interested in helping us with, again, the link to our Patreon will be in the show notes down below. As always, we appreciate all of you so much and all of your support. And now let's talk about the 2022 Pan American Championships because it was a good one. So we are back this week with a recap of the Pan American Championships, and I just want to start by saying it felt so good to have live gymnastics again. Me and Ashley have been sitting in our apartment, kind of going a little bit wild, not having anything to watch. (laughs) Yeah, every night we just pull up a random meet on YouTube. Like, literally, we were watching stuff from, like, 2009 and just, like, whatever we can find that... We haven't seen this in a while. Let's watch this because there's just nothing to do. We're in that down period, you know, where at the beginning of April, the NCAA championships ended and there's been some elite meets happening, but nothing really major or that's in our time zone or around our time zone. I was going to say that was probably the biggest thing with this that was really nice is that Brazil is only an hour ahead of us. So it was in our time zone, basically. It wasn't like Tokyo and the world championships last year where we had to get up at like three in the morning to watch. Yeah, up all hours of the night. Yeah. It's definitely nice to have some live gymnastics that's feasible to watch. Right, you wake up, get your breakfast, sit down and watch some gymnastics, and it's live. It's it's what we were craving the last couple yeah. of weeks. It so. doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> and there's a lot of things that were really exciting about this competition, which we're going to get into. The first thing coming into this meet that I was really looking forward to was just seeing what the U.S. team selection was going to be like. Mm-hmm. This is the first team that's been selected by the new leadership of USA Gymnastics. And in years past, obviously we've talked about this on the podcast with Tom Forster, he would pick teams based off of rankings from camp or from previous meets. And I was really looking forward to seeing how Alicia and the new leadership would go about selecting these teams. And something important to note, too, is that Alicia said when she got the job and she was talking to the press, she said that one of her goals or her hopes is to give every gymnast on the national team an international assignment because that's something I love that, that. Yeah, that's something that in the past not everyone's gotten that opportunity. You have girls that are on the national team and they literally don't do anything but go to national team training camps. Mm-hmm. So now they're trying to give everybody that experience and I think we can kind of see that with the Pan Am team 
because it wasn't the most experienced U.S. team. It definitely wasn't what I would consider to be the A team for the United States, but some rising talent who needs some of that experience exactly. to not only build their confidence, but, you know, just to get that experience if they needed them for an international assignment in the future. Right. And it doesn't help when you have, you know, your top five, six, whatever, athletes that are going to every single international assignment, because then if those people get injured or something just happens, you kind of lack depth, which is something that I think was a problem last quad. We didn't have enough people who had enough experience, honestly, in the all around on the international stage by the time the Olympics rolled around. And granted, the pandemic did not help with that. Like right. that, that's not anybody's fault necessarily, but we had a lot of inexperienced people or a lot of people that like, for example, Jordan Childs. I mean, granted, the year of the Olympics, she came through and she had a phenomenal year, but she had never been to a world championships before. Right. And yeah, like you said, the pandemic didn't help because there was that whole year where people could have been getting experience. But there was a lot of people, even just thinking back to Olympic trials, how many of those faces were either like completely new on the senior yeah, stage Leanne, or just didn't have experience. Leanne won, went to her first world championships Kayla after Sello. the Olympics. Yeah, so... Hey guys, we realized in editing that this entire podcast we're saying Kayla DeCello and it's Kayla DeCello. So in a minute here, I'm about to go on this whole spiel about pronouncing names correctly and how I frequently mispronounce people's names. I'm even doing it to the US girls. Kayla, if you're listening, which I know you're probably not, but <laughs> I know that it is Kayla DeCello. My brain just likes to say Kayla DeCello majority of the time. It seems like a lot of the same people over and over again getting all of the international assignments. And this time around with this competition, it felt like some new names to Mm -hmm. look at. Some people that you wouldn't necessarily look at the roster and say, she's going to make the team. She's going to make the team. But they obviously performed well at camp. And, you know, for a lot of the girls here for the first international assignment, I would say did pretty well. We're going to get into that. but Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say that I'm really excited about with this competition was it was qualifying for world championship. So we had the top. Top five teams advance on to the world championships and qualify full teams. And then the top 11 all-rounders who weren't on one of those qualifying teams. Mm -hmm. So the qualifying teams are Brazil, the U.S., Canada, Argentina, and Mexico. And then for the all-arounders, I'm going to give my best shot at some of these name pronunciations. I do want to just give a disclaimer for this whole podcast (laughs) going forward. I did the best that I could with finding the correct pronunciations. It's a little bit difficult with some of the athletes that are newer onto the scene. They don't really have any broadcasts where I can see how the announcers are pronouncing it. Yeah, there's not a a lot of ways to check yourself. Yeah, there's different databases that exist that have internet national athletes names pronunciations that I usually do use um but again because this field is relatively new I did struggle to actually confirm how to pronounce some of these names so this is just my best guess please don't send us any dms or lengthy emails and I feel like I have to say that because believe it or not it does happen we have people that write us like novels and criticize and break down the way that we pronounce or give, names. Or give us bad reviews. Right. And they'll break it down to like the like the syllables. Like yeah. they'll critique heavily. Like the way we pronounce the A is yes. different. So I'm just saying that I may not be pronouncing these names 100% correct, but I did the best that I could. And if you have any corrections that you can give us going forward and you can do so in a nice way, we will appreciate that. <laughs> that was my disclaimer. Sorry. I felt like I had to say that because I just know, I, I know it's going to come. 
So the first qualifier we have is Taisha Mattis from Jamaica. She is, some of you may remember her. She's a former junior national champion from Great Britain. She's the 2014 junior all-around national champion, but she has not competed in five years due to ongoing injuries. So 2017 was the last time we actually saw her compete. That's incredible. Yeah, and she competed here with her sister, China. So they were both on the Jamaican team. Super exciting for them. Taisha, of course, is the one that earned that individual spot for Jamaica to the upcoming World Championships. We have Valentina Pardo from Colombia, who actually may potentially be injured. She was on the live stream on floor. Um, we could see her holding her ankle. I didn't see what happened. What you know, I didn't watch what the injury may have been, but we did see her holding her ankle. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. We will hopefully have an update in a coming episode on her and if she will actually be able to go to Worlds. There's time, so we'll see. We have Anna Karina Mendez from Peru, Antonia Marijuan from Chile. That was one of those names that I could not figure it out when I tried Googling how to pronounce marijuana. It was coming up with marijuana. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, some people do pronounce marijuana marijuana. Marijuana. So that's, that's what I got on that. We have Gina Escobar from Colombia, who I found out when looking her up, she works as a psychologist. And I believe she has some affiliation with Harvard. Um, I looked it up. And so when you Google her name, the first thing that comes up is actually like a Harvard profile. Really? Um, So yeah, I thought that was super interesting. We love a queen. Did she go to Harvard? So I don't know. I assume she was a student or something if she has a profile on Harvard's website. So the profile says advanced leadership initiative. Some kind of partnership, it looks like. Yeah, 2022 ALI fellow from Harvard. So I couldn't quite figure out what exactly that meant, but from looking at her Instagram profile, she says that she works as a psychologist, which I thought was super, super interesting because you don't often see athletes competing at such a high level, but also having such difficult jobs. <laughs> right. Like the, the fact that she's able to manage both of those things, potentially full-time. Like I don't know if she works full-time or part-time, but in most cases, training is an almost full-time job, especially at this high level. So... Really curious to know more about how she balances that, but I, I just wanted to give her a shout out because I think that's absolutely incredible. Like, how do you, like you said, have one of the most difficult jobs, but then have the energy left over to be able to travel internationally and qualify to a world championships? <laughs> you know what I mean? Although we can't forget Hori Gabishian for delivering babies while training for the Olympics. <laughs> so. Honestly, iconic queen behavior. That is so badass. That one probably takes the cake in terms of balancing gymnastics and a very adult job. <laughs> we love to see it. And then we have Milka Leon from Venezuela, Francesca Santi from Chile, Alias Perea from Ecuador, and then we have Annalise Newman-Achi for Trinidad and Tobago, who was also a former elite from the U.S. She was an elite in 2019 and trains at Arena Gymnastics in New Jersey, in case you didn't know. She's also committed to Cal and will be joining the team in the 2023-2024 season. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, she's one that I was really looking forward to seeing in this competition, and she did amazing, again, qualifying as an individual to the World Championships. We love to see that. She's coming fresh off of the DP National Championship where she got second all around so get it girl then we have francini morales from costa rica and carla navis from panama so those are the individuals that again have qualified to the world championships and really exciting stuff but i want to start before we get to the seniors go back to juniors can we please <laughs> i loved every second of the juniors and i will yeah. say i was a little disappointed because my 
so I have two jobs. Obviously, most of you guys know I work at Inside Gymnastics, but I also have another job in the social work field. I know it's kind of like a weird combination of jobs. Two things that just like don't go together at all. <laughs> yeah. But that job had me caught up kind of. Ironically, during all of the junior stuff, I did catch the beam at floor finals. And then obviously a lot of the highlights that were going around on social media. So I saw the big takeaways from the juniors, but, but it gives a chance to watch a lot of exciting new juniors. Cause I, yeah. I gotta be honest with you. And this is like no shade towards anybody in particular, but I do feel like I haven't been super excited by the U S junior scene in a minute. Yeah. A lot of the gymnastics, in my opinion, kind of looked similar. There was really nobody that was standing out too much, with the exception of a couple people here and there. But I feel like we were really in need of a fresh new face on the scene. And we got just that. (laughs) We got that. We got that. Because Dulce Kaler, literally when the team was announced, I'm like, who is this? Right. Where do you come from? Who are you? So she originally trained at Texas Dreams, competed at the Hopes Championships last year, 2021, and then moved to WCC. So she's training with Laurent and Cecile now. And literally 10 days before she won the all-around title at Pan Ams, she competed in her very first ever elite meet. Yeah. So casual. <laughs> so yeah, that's Literally so incredible. Came out of nowhere. But before we get into individual people, let me just read through the results first and then we can go back and okay. kind of talk about highlights and individual people. Okay. Just because I don't want to get, we're excited. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves though. <laughs> so junior team finals, we had the United States come out on top. Canada in second, and Argentina in third. Their juniors were absolutely incredible here. All around, like Ashley just mentioned, Dulce Kaler came out in first. Tiana Samanasekera came in second. And Isabella Ajala from Argentina came in third. And spoiler alert, she's everybody's new favorite junior. She's a fan fave from this meet. Moving on to vault finals, we had Tiana Samanasekera in first. Dulce Kaler in second. And Darielis Avelas from Puerto Rico in third. On an even bars, we had Alicia Zhao from the U.S. win gold. Evandra Zolbeck from Canada get second. And our girl Isabella Ajala from Argentina came in third. On balance beam, we had Tiana Samantasekera again with the gold medal. Cristela Bernetti Burns from Canada with the silver. And Dulce Kaler with the bronze. And to wrap things up in the floor exercise final, we have shocker, Tiana Samantasekera come away with another gold medal. Mia Minardi from Argentina with the silver medal. And Isabella Ajala from Argentina with the bronze. Who do you want to talk about first? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to start by saying that I was really, really impressed with the juniors as a whole, like collectively all of the juniors, all of the countries I was really impressed with. I found the juniors to be the most entertaining to watch. For sure. Um, As far as the U.S. juniors go, I feel like they looked fantastic. Honestly, it looked like they could have been seniors. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the U.S. team would have loved to pluck some of the juniors and pull them for the senior competition. Oh, absolutely. Because they were good. Tiana, our queen, literally last year did not even qualify to the U.S. championships. Yeah. Since then, she has made a fool out of whoever made the rules that determines who qualifies to U.S. championships because she's just killed it. She's been on four international assignments now. Including these Pan American championships. And we 
looked it up after the event finals. What was her medal tally? Because it's literally legendary for somebody who has not even competed in a U.S. Junior National Championships yet. Yeah, so she has won 15 medals total. That's including team medals, um, 13 of which are gold. So 13 out of 15 medals that she's won are gold medals. So it's safe to say she's dominating the junior division, and I'm super excited to see how she's going to perform at championships this year. This is the best glow up that we've seen for a junior since Jazzy Foberg. Yeah, because Jasmine Foberg in 2014, so she didn't qualify to nationals in her first year of elite, 2013, and then came back not only to qualify in 2014, but to win. Mm -hmm. But internationally, Tiana's had a tremendous success so far. Yeah. Every time I see her, I feel like I just fall more and more in love with her. She is, to me, like the total package. And I understand that she's not the best bar worker, but I feel like people online were being a little bit dramatic and calling her like the Ally Raisman of the quad, where she's really significantly weaker on that event than the others. Yeah, like solid on the other three events, but weak on bars. But she's not that week on bars like, no. I feel like the potential is there she just needs to work it a little bit more like she needs to practice it <laughs> yeah but it's not to, no. to me not anything significant that's gonna prevent her from making teams once she turns a senior in my opinion she just has something that she needs to work on which is fine she's a junior her beam work is probably the most impressive thing to me super confident on that event her back handspring back handspring layout two feet rivals Connor McLean's she's super super solid with it on floor she's powerful yeah artistic super solid on her landings yeah, nice double layout yeah and no short landings we were seeing that across the board on the senior and junior side some short landings here and there but tiana really had great chest positions on all of her landings and very minimal deductions yep and on vault she has a really powerful yurchenko double that i could see you know at some point not now but at some point down the line i could see maybe that turning into an aminar mm-hmm Really, really powerful ball. Basically, she is the moment, is what you need to know. And this is her final season as a junior, so mm -hmm. just keep that in mind for next year. That the U.S. is going to be very, very happy to have her in the senior ranks next year. Yes, because she definitely stole the show with these Pan American Championships. Well, you could argue that <laughs> Brazil also stole the show. Well, and on the junior side, yeah. it was Tiana, for sure. Yes, and also Dulce Kaler. Ashley, you were kind of starting to mention this off the top, but how impressive is that for her to win the all-around, and not only her first international elite meet, but really her first, like, major major elite meet. Like, she's never been to a U.S. Classic. She's never been, obviously, to nationals. She wasn't at Winter Cup earlier this year. Yeah, she only qualified elite, I believe, three months ago was what I believe her coach, Cecile, said online. But then she also posted after she won that she competed in her first elite meet. I don't know what meet she competed at because I didn't see her name at they, Classic. I believe they're talking about like the camp that qualified them to that. Oh, so they okay. have like an internal meet at camp, but it wasn't an actual official elite meet. Gotcha. So that's kind of why I was hesitant to even say that to begin with because I'm like, it wasn't really a meet. Well, this is technically, in my eyes at least, her first elite meet. Yeah. What's impressive about it, regardless, either way, she's really new on the junior elite scene. And I think it's safe to say that probably like 98% of us when we saw her name was like, who who the hell is this? Yeah. Um, and now she's the all around champion from the Pan Am Games and really looked good. She looked confident. That was something that I noted when I was watching her. She competed with 
the calmness and the confidence of what you would expect of a senior level gymnast. A senior who's experienced. Honestly, yeah. in many, many ways, she seemed more confident than the majority of our senior gymnasts at this meet. Yeah. So I was really impressed with her. So another name just to add onto the radar to keep your eyes on for Team USA. I think I know where we're both going next. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, this is what I'm really here to talk about. Isabella Ajala the only, from Argentina. The only reason why we want to do a podcast on this. Right. <laughs> she blew me away. I fell in love. I know we're not supposed to really get obsessed with junior athletes because so much can happen between now and the time they turn senior. But don't get get attached. Praise the heavens up above. She is the best thing to happen to gymnastics ever. (laughs) That's probably really dramatic for me to say. She is just feeling it right now. Yeah, she is just everything to me. I said Tiana Samantha's the moment. So is Isabella Ayala. She reminds me on beam. She reminds me a little bit of Holly Dykes with the lightness. Are you talking about Holly Vice? Both, honestly. Okay, because I got Holly Vice vibes. With I the actually back flexibility and when I wrote down my notes on her, I have both Holly Dykes and then I also added Holly Vice. <laughs> so both of the Hollies, and honestly, I think you can compare the two of them and then Isabella as well, because of like the lightness and the effortlessness in their gymnastics. They're very fluid, very flexible, like you mentioned, beautiful toe point extension. I mean, all of those gymnasts have all of those things. So compare her to whichever one you want. And it fits. Yes. Really, really, really impressive. And again, not really a gymnast that we've seen a lot of. Um, And from a country that we don't really, that doesn't get a lot of attention in the gymnastics world. But the juniors for Argentina were absolutely incredible. And I think this just is really, really promising for their future. They qualified a team to the world championships, but I'm I'm really hoping they can get a team qualified when the time comes to the Olympics. Yeah. Because I would love to see Isabella Ayala and her junior teammates actually be able to contend for that team and elevate Argentina gymnastics. Because yeah. I, I totally think they can. Isabella, to me, on beam, I feel like with, you know, a little more experience and maybe some upgrades, a little more consistency, she unfortunately fell in the beam final, but she really nailed it in the qualifying round. I, I feel like she has potential to be a medalist or contend for a medal yeah. on beam at, like, the world championships. Like she, she just has that look to her. Yeah. She just needs, you know, the difficulty, which she has She has a good variety of skills in her routine as I well. know. She has an anodi, a switch ring. Um, I love her mount. It's just a simple backhand spring, but that's one of my favorite mounts. When done so effortlessly, like how Isabella does it, you can really just see the extension in her legs through to her toes. It's, it's, it's just absolutely She beautiful. has really good basics. Yes. And I think someone like her can do simpler skills but because she does it so well it just honestly really makes her stand out up right up there with people who have maybe a little bit more difficulty her vault is something that she's gonna have to work on upgrading Oma does your chango layout which again as she develops and eventually moves into the senior ranks she's gonna need a more difficult vault in order to be competitive but she turns senior in i believe 2024 so the year of the olympics will be her first year as a senior so she has plenty of time my only concern with that is if argentina doesn't qualify a team to the olympics she is going to have to try and qualify as an individual the year of the olympics which obviously is going to be a lot harder to do so my brain is already just thinking of these scenarios because i absolutely love her and i need to see her at the olympics someday i think the gym tonight is right there along with you <laughs> but she as well as tiana and dulcie and, and really all the juniors on beam 
watching that beam final, that was, in my opinion, one of the funnest meets to watch. Because yeah. all of them, even the ones that made mistakes, like there were some girls that had, that had falls or wobbles here and there, but... They just, were so clean. Yeah, really nice lines, really nice gymnastics in that beam final. I enjoyed watching every single girl in that beam final. Yeah, so, so much potential there on the junior side. One more thing, I'm looking at my notes here, that I wanted to say on Isabella before we move on. Um, Ashley, you mentioned you work for Inside Gymnastics. Can you please promise us that she's going to be in the next photogenic issue? <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to accept anything besides that. I'll, I'll put it on the list to, to bring up. <laughs> no, she needs to, like, be I'm, on the cover. I'm sure between her beam choreography and her floor choreography that she has some stunning shots. Oh, for sure. Look, if she's not in there, I'm disowning you. <laughs> oh, how, how do you like them apples <laughs> you have a job to do this is your duty to the gym tonight please make it happen wow she's putting a lot of pressure on she's putting a lot of pressure on me in uh something that i don't have complete control over <laughs> you have enough control to make it happen so make it happen oh my god she's getting aggressive with me <laughs> i'm just kidding i just she's the definition of artistry she deserves to be in there i had a how to put it out there. Some other juniors that really stood out to me were the Brazilian juniors. Mm-hmm. Particularly on floor, we had Helen Silva, super, super captivating. Honestly reminded me of a mini Flavia Sariva. Yeah, really fun choreography. The crowd, of course it was in Brazil, but the crowd <laughs> ate it up. The crowd was eating up every move they made. They could be like putting lip gloss <laughs> on the sidelines and the crowd was Yeah, shooting. they were doing like vault timers and the crowd was going nuts, but... <laughs> Yeah, Helen doesn't have the most difficulty on floor, but definitely has some major star potential, I would say. Super captivating. And I, I agree with the Flavia reference. I could see a little Flavia in there. And also Josiani Calixto, I think is how you pronounce her name. Absolutely beautiful floor routine and qualification. So she, for her second pass, does a front handspring, front handspring full, which is not difficult, but to me, it was just, it stood out because it was so, like, you just don't see that. Yeah. Two front handsmans in a row. Two yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's not super difficult. But, but normally, I was kind of like, whoa. Like, normally you do like a punch front into a front full or something. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of catches your eye. But she had really fun choreography too. And just somebody who stood out to me. And I think the Brazilian juniors, like, I'm already excited about Brazilian gymnastics in general. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But this junior crop that we have here, oh my gosh, I'm, it makes me that much more excited for Brazil's potential in the future. They are going to be something else. <laughs> well, because, well, the, the seniors, the senior team, very experienced veteran squad. They've had a lot of girls that have been around for a long time. And kind of makes you wonder, who do they have coming up? Who's going to be the next stars of Brazil? You know, they're doing so great between Rebecca Andrade and then the team success at Pan Ams. I mean, obviously they won it last year as well. The U.S. didn't send a full team, but... Mm-hmm. Um, last year and then this year how well they did they're kind of on the rise I think they're going on a lot of people's radars as a team that could potentially challenge the medal podium at world championships oh I absolutely right now I do have them in contention for a medal at world yeah and it kind of makes you wonder like who's coming up next who's going to continue this on and um, yeah it's just nice to see some juniors that have potential So speaking of Brazil and the seniors, I'll read through the results. We had Brazil came out on top with the gold medal in the team final. USA was in second, Canada in third. For the all-around, we had Flavia Sariva come away with the all-around gold medal. Lexi Zeiss from the USA with silver and Sky Blakely with the bronze. 
In the vault final, we had Carla Navas from Panama, Natalia Escalera from Mexico, and then in third place, we had Azuri Scandoval, I think is how you say it. That was one of the ones I was like, I'm going to put you this. That was one of the ones that you had to beat the sweat over. Yes. Um, but she's from Mexico and third place, which is super exciting. And then in even bars, we had Rebecca Andraji come away with the gold medal, Zoe Miller from the USA with the silver, and Sydney Turner from Canada with the bronze. On the balance beam, we had Flavia Sariva come away with another gold medal. Finally, she deserves it. Rebecca Andrazi with a silver and Lexi Zeiss with the bronze. And then in the floor final, the only gold medal for the USA senior women, it was Kayla Gisello. We had Flavia Sariva come away with the silver and Sky Blakely with the bronze. So my overall thoughts and impressions, Brazil blew this competition out of the water. They were so fun to watch, really energized. Not only did the crowd love them, but they loved the crowd back. You could see them smiling up at the crowd, really just taking it all in, and they looked relaxed because of it. Yes. And I real quickly wanted to just give a shout out to the Brazilian fans. They they make for such a fun crowd. I was having so much fun watching them in the background on beam where you could see. <laughs> yeah. That I was almost getting distracted from some of the beam routines because I was having so much fun watching their reactions. It, it was just so relatable. Like during Flavia's beam, there was a couple guys, they were wearing white shirts if you want to go back on the broadcast and look, but they were like literally praying during Flavia's beam routine and I'm like, same. They, like, were, they were willing her through every step of that beam routine. It was so funny. They were really passionate, which is cool to see. And also yeah. they were supportive of the U.S. And I think, yes, there was times where like you could tell they were excited <laughs> that the U.S. was making mistakes. But they were also respectful. Like They would clap at the end of the routines. And yeah, it was They were nothing. clapping along on some of the floor routines. And you can tell it's like a fun, competitive environment. Right, which is totally understandable. And that's sports. And honestly, I'm here for it. I love it when there's some good competitive energy in the arena and that was something that I had said to you during the meet actually was you know when was the last time that we were able to watch a meet and not really know what the outcome was gonna be and I guess okay granted I guess maybe at the Olympics it ended up being that way with (laughs) Simone going out surprise but really for the last since Simone has been a thing for the last two Olympic cycles not only has Simone dominated but the USA has dominated so elite gymnastics kind of got a little bit boring to me if you want my honest opinion a little bit dull yeah like I was starting to become more invested in college gymnastics and less invested in the elite side of things just because it was becoming so predictable and kind of cookie cutter so this was the first meet in a while where I was actually invested and I was on the edge of my seat watching Brazil honestly have one of the best meets that I think that they've had in a very long time maybe ever and it wasn't just a fluke because they tapped the United States in qualifying by over a point yes so coming into the meet I had my my bats on Brazil. Personally, I felt like they were going to come away and you're right. They did. <laughs> and we should mention it was the first time Brazil has beat the US. So obviously they they won last year like I mentioned but the US didn't send it a senior team. Mm-hmm. This was the first time that they beat the United States since the very first time this meet was held back in 1997. So Brazil won that very first Pan American Championship. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, they've not beat the US team. And, and yes, in the past, when you look at the results, the US has sent stronger teams in the past, but. Like we said, I feel like Brazil, this team is so strong that even up against the U.S. strong, the U.S.'s strongest team, 
you know, it's not guaranteed yeah. that the U.S. was going to win. They are definitely able to hold their own. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the individual performances that were notable to us. Um, I guess starting with Skype Blakely. It wasn't her best meet, um, and I'm talking qualifications and team final combined. Yeah, she was kind of shaky throughout the whole thing. Yeah, she fell on beam in qualifications. She had several out-of-bounds on floor. I think she had two in the team final, and I believe one in qualifications. Mm-hmm. Um, bars was great both days, and vault was okay. Um, she's twisting early off the table, and then as a result, she's kind of off to the side Yeah, when she lands. So it's... It's, it's an okay vault technique-wise. She doesn't have, like, form deductions or very many form deductions. But um, I think that when you're comparing her double to someone like Andraji's double, there's a clear difference. Yeah. Although Andraji, I feel like, is going to blow everybody <laughs> out of the water, maybe with the exception of Simone. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Connor McLean has a really good double, too. I think she could... She does. She could get yeah. to stay in the mix. <laughs> but overall, even though it wasn't her best meet, I still feel like Sky had some of the most exciting gymnastics in the senior division. We saw the double layout with the full twist on floor, which although she doesn't get a whole lot of height on it, I'd like to see her get a little bit more height. Um, the body position on it is great. Um, and so I just think that that's an exciting upgrade that yeah. she really needed. And the double front dismount off bars was an upgrade and she did that well both days of competition. Yep. She, like, nearly stuck it in qualifications, if I'm not mistaken. It so, may, there might have been a small movement of the feet, mm-hmm. but it was pretty dang close to a stuck landing. Yeah, so there was definitely some bright spots for her. I mean, I think it's hard because I know she's still kind of getting back into the groove of competing since her injury last year. Obviously, remember, she got injured at Olympic trials, mm-hmm. had surgery, and was out for a bit. So Winter Cup was her first meet back doing all four events. And she's slowly kind of trying to add in those upgrades and gain her confidence back. She was a little under overwhelming for me at Pan Am's and I don't mean to say that to be disrespectful I just I think I expected a little bit more from her I consider her to be you know one of the top all-arounders in the United States and she just didn't show that at Pan Am so I'm hoping that with classics coming up and championships and then obviously going into the world championships that she's going to kind of improve her consistency and her confidence a little bit more yeah like you said she has the difficulty now and in her routines at this point I think the consistency is just what needs to follow and she Mm -hmm. should be fine heading into the world championships in my eyes she's still in contention for a spot on that team we know now (laughs) not to do what we did in the past where you know we we base things off of the results of just one competition Competition. Like everybody has off days, especially when it's been a while since you've competed or you're coming off of an injury. There's a lot of factors that go into performances. Also, sometimes just traveling to a different country and changing time zones. And there's just so many things that they have to adjust to. Yeah, which that um, shouldn't have been too much of the case here. Not but... in this me, but I just try to keep that in mind. That one me is not an indication of your potential. Like if she was performing like that at classics and also nationals, then maybe we could have a conversation. But for now, I I still think that she's just kind of finding her groove and um, I'm really looking forward to see what she can do the rest of the season because I still think big things are in store for her. We shall see. Another person kind of speaking of, you know, coming back from injuries and slowly getting back is Kayla DiCello. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly didn't even know that we were going to see her competing in Elite this year because she's supposed to be going to college this fall and, you know, with last year her becoming an Olympic alternate and going to Worlds and winning, you know, all around bronze, I kind of thought that 
plus with an injury, she had a back injury, I believe, as well. Yeah. All of those things combined, I kind of thought that it was going to be time for her to transition into college, but she showed up at camp, and I don't know if anyone was really expecting that. I was so surprised. And then she made the team, and she looked good here. I mean, she wasn't doing full difficulty on any of the events. Yeah. She fell on beam both days, and I think she fell on bars day one. Did she? I don't remember exactly. She did fall on beam both days. I know that for sure. Yeah, in vault, she only did the first day. She did a Yurchenko full, and then floor, she killed both days. Yeah. Again, not full difficulty, but her landings were really, really good. Really minimal deductions on the landings. Yeah, some of the best floor work between both days out of everybody in the competition. A lot of the gymnasts were seen either under-rotating their pass and taking a step forward, or they're taking a hop back. And Kayla, I think... Between all of the divisions, really had the best landings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, this is kind of just a warm up meet for her in my eyes. Um, you know, she wasn't at Winter Cup, so this is her opportunity to just get back out there, shake off some of the rust, yeah, and been, get the nerves out. Yeah, it had been six months, I believe, since she competed. So again, yeah. kind of like Sky, getting back into the groove of things and finding that confidence and you know building up the consistency again. We know she can do it because she's done it in the past. Oh, so. 100%. And Lexi Zeiss. I think potentially one of the biggest surprises of the competition, her international debut, she had herself a day that first day of competition, yeah. a qualifi- qualifying round, which was also the all-around final for the seniors. Second overall, but for a minute there, I thought potentially that she was going to win until Flavia competed. <laughs> which I think, again, you know, looking at the field of the competitors, not many people would have pred- predicted Lexi Zeiss. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, maybe even just being in the medal podium mix for the all-around, I mean. And she was the only <laughs> U.S. athlete to stay on beam in qualifications, yeah. which is super, super impressive. Um, no falls throughout the entire competition, not many people can say that <laughs> yeah really solid on floor again not the most difficulty but her landings were really clean doesn't give away too much in terms of you know landing deductions yeah she's one of my dark horses for the world championships at this point in time and we're also eyeing her we'd like her to come to michigan we've decided <laughs> <laughs> yeah because um me and ashley are always you know recruiting so <laughs> i know i watch people even like international people and i'm like you can come to michigan <laughs> you want to come Anyways, moving on to Brazil, Flavia had herself a weekend. She won the all-around, she won beam, she won the team title, um, played a really big role, I would say, in the team doing as well as they did, because Flavia is not the most consistent on bars or beam, honestly, despite it being one of her best events. She, you know, sometimes she's spot on and she's nailing the crap out of her routine, and there's other times where she's just like a hot mess. So you never know what Flavia you're getting. Right. And I was so, so happy to see her finally in this competition, really across both days, put it all together and do exactly what she's capable of doing. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that this is the best meet that Flavia has had as a whole, Mm -hmm. even just results-wise. I mean, she's won medals here and there. She... You know, won a gold medal at the Youth Olympic Games. I believe that was in 2014. Mm -hmm. She won a bronze medal in the all-around at the Pan American Championships in 2018. But this is her first time getting gold. Her first major all-around win. 
So she's often exciting. overlooked by Rebecca Andrade or on the world stage, other top competitors. Right. So like from the US and from Russia and China. So to see Flavia finally get her moment, her chance to shine, she handled the pressure so, so well. And I'm hoping that this is the beginning of something really great for her. She seems to finally be hitting her stride, which as a Flavia fan makes me ecstatic. <laughs> and then Rebecca Andrade, amazing as we expected. She wasn't doing the all around here. We didn't get to see her on floor, but honestly, Brazil didn't really need her. As we saw, they came on top in qualifications. They came on top in the team final. Yeah, having her on floor only would have increased the Brazilians' lead even more. Yeah, exactly. They had some really solid backup athletes like Carolyn Pedro and Julia Soares. Um, they came through and clearly showed that they can handle the pressure. And I really think it was a collective team effort. Everybody stepped up and did what they needed to do. And it was so much fun to watch. Yeah, and when they won that moment, they look like they look like they just won the Olympics. They were so excited. Yes. Jumping up and down, the crowd was going crazy. It was just a lot of fun. And like we said, this is a team that, in my opinion, can challenge for a medal at Worlds. And even looking ahead to the future in the Olympics with some of the juniors that we saw at this competition, very, very promising future ahead. I think Rebecca Andrade is going to be a clear favorite for not only the all-around title at Worlds, but also many of the event finals as well. Mm -hmm. Um, really curious to see, you know, what talent the USA is going to have coming back. We know Jordan Childs and Jade Carey are training. SUNY is also training, but she's going for the 2023 season. Um, so she's not somebody that's going to be in contention for Worlds this year. Leanne Wan is, you know, back at going for the elite route. Mm -hmm. Those, I would say, are some of our top contenders and our most experienced people. Yes. In addition to Connor McLean is right up there with, you know, some of the best in the country. And I consider Sky to be on that level, but again, just needs to get more consistent. Yeah. Um, otherwise, she is going to be outperformed by the, the people we just mentioned. But overall, I'm happy for Brazil. You know, normally, you know, obviously we're from the U.S., so we, we root for the U.S., but I love Brazil so much and I feel like they are always the bridesmaid like they're the one that's kind of always like behind the scenes getting second place just missing out mm -hmm. they didn't even have a team at the last olympics so with andragi's success not only at the world championships last year and the olympics but then the team success at the pan american championships i feel like brazil is just having their moment in gymnastics right now yes. and they're on the up and I'm just excited to see them keep growing as we get closer and closer to the next Olympics because I really think they can do big things. They yes. have so much talent on their team and, you know, really, really challenging the USA in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. So I think that's exciting. And that's something, like we said, that we've kind of been wanting in gymnastics again. Totally. Because it was, for a while, they're kind of like, USA always won everything. It was and kind of a not, snooze fest. Yeah, that's not fun. And that's kind of what I was saying. Like, even being from the U.S. and obviously a fan of USA Gymnastics. Well, the gymnasts, not not like the actual organization, let's be real. Um, but being a fan of our gymnasts, you know, we want the best outcome for them. And of course, we're always rooting for them. But I think this is what the sport needs. We need some fun competitive rivalries to start. Yeah, and it's nice to see some other countries having great success yes. in the sport as well. Multiple things can be true at one time. You could acknowledge that it wasn't the USA's best day. It wasn't the USA's best team. But you could also say that it wasn't Brazil's best team. And you can also still 
acknowledge all of those things, but be happy for Brazil and the performance they had this past weekend, because I think that they were far and away the best team and absolutely deserved the win. They proved that on both days of competition. So facts. We want to hear your guys' thoughts. As always, you can send us a DM on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook for All Things Gym Pod, or you can send us an email. We are allthingsgympod at gmail.com. I almost just forgot our email. <laughs> and let us know your thoughts. Who was the most exciting to you? Please tell me it's Isabella Ajala from Argentina. <laughs> or Flavia, that's another acceptable answer. Or Tiana, you can say her too. Or Tiana. Or Lexi's eyes. Or Rebecca Andrazi, or yeah, you could say you. Okay, honestly, pretty much anybody that we mentioned here is an acceptable answer. <laughs> but we want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you enjoyed about this meet, what you maybe didn't enjoy about this meet. One thing I can say I didn't enjoy was the broadcast. <laughs> um, we didn't really get to see a whole lot of anybody except for the USA and Brazil. You occasionally got a glimpse of somebody from a different team, but it was really hard to identify yeah. who they were. We hardly saw Canada. Yeah. And if they were on the screen, it took you a minute to process that it was Canada because they don't have the names of the gymnasts on the screen. You have pretty much had to be following the live scores while watching the broadcast to keep track of who was who and what the, country they were from. The only time I saw names on the screen was during Brazil's subdivision of the qualifying round. Yeah. That was the only time I saw names on the screen. Which, granted, it's a free stream, so we shouldn't be complaining. And it's run by, you know, a Brazilian company. Right. Totally get that. Um, these are just, like, little things that, like, personally I would complain about. Just because, you know, it's a big international me. And for a lot of us, we don't know who, outside of Brazil and the U.S. and maybe Canada, we don't know who a lot of these athletes are. And this is our opportunity to see some new faces and get to know some of these athletes. But it's harder to do that when the vast majority majority of people watching don't know who the heck it is they don't know what the scores are they don't know where you know this routine stands in comparison to some of the other routines it's just really hard to keep track of all that and I think complicates things and you know of course in a sport that's always growing and trying to kind of expand on the fan base that would be my one critique with this meet was that Mm -hmm. it was just really hard for not only the average fan to know what was going on but a gymnastics fan who knows the sport really really well and and is able to kind of follow along and pick up on little things it was still hard for us at times to know what was going on who people were mm-hmm. so um that was my critique of the whole event you can let us know yours <laughs> yeah let us know some of your favorite moments some highlights your just your thoughts in general let us know the dms are open that does it for this week's episode we will possibly be back next week with an interview we're in the process of trying to get one lined up but we actually have a couple in the works just kind of ones that we're trying to decide if we want to do them now or if we want to do them a little bit later in the summer trying to spread them out a little bit yeah i know some of you really like the interviews but also we've heard a lot of people say that not that they don't like our interviews but they prefer to listen to us like recap meets and things like that so we're trying to do a balance of both but also make sure it works with our schedules and all of that so we were planning on taking a break initially the week leading into classics which is next week so there's a possibility we might do that (laughs) but then of course we're also setting up interviews and we just like don't know how to actually take breaks like we always say we're gonna take a break and then we don't because we're we're busy bodies we're unpredictable so either way we'll be back soon and we hope you guys have a wonderful week bye bye